seen the car yet? Go check out my Twitter. I'm telling you, that's the exclusive picture of State Auditor Beth Wood's state-issued vehicle. It's a Prius with monster tires on it. Suitable for driving around downtown Raleigh and crunching over cars, rolling right over them. Usually after a Christmas party. That's, yeah, that's what State Auditor Beth Wood, that's the situation she finds herself in. This is totally just happening to her. North Carolina's elected state auditor apologized yesterday for leaving the scene of an accident last month after she drove her state-owned vehicle into a parked car. She called it a serious mistake and said uh, she will continue at her job. Thank you very much. In a statement released days after the two charges against her became public, Auditor Beth the Intimidator Wood said the collision happened when she left a holiday gathering where she had been for about two hours the evening of December 8th. That's how long it has taken this story to come to light. December 8th. She was cited by Raleigh police four days later for a misdemeanor hit and run and another traffic-related charge, a Wake County court date scheduled for Thursday. This is the AP story appearing at WSOC-TV. All right, so let me read to you her story, or uh, her statement, rather. Here's her, her account of what transpired December 8th, okay? On the evening of December 8th, 2022, I attended a holiday gathering. Don't call it a party. It's a holiday gathering in downtown Raleigh. I was at the event for approximately two hours, just enough to get my drink on. When I, I'm just kidding. She doesn't say that part. When I left, I made a sharp right turn and inadvertently hit a parked car. I was shaken by the incident, and when I was unable to move my vehicle, I left the scene. That was a serious mistake, and I regret my decision. The next morning, I notified State Motor Fleet Management that I was involved in an accident. And subsequently, I was cited by police for unsafe movement and for failing to provide my name and other information to the owner of the car or a law enforcement officer. I sincerely regret not being busted for DUI at the time. I'm sorry. She says, I sincerely regret my actions and will continue to cooperate with law enforcement. I have served the people of North Carolina as their state auditor since 2009. I made a mistake in judgment on December 8th, but I am committed to continuing to perform my duties with the same energy and determination I am known for. I apologize to the owner of the car I hit, my staff, and all I serve for leaving the scene of the accident. I have learned from this mistake and am fully accepting personal responsibility for my actions. Okay, in case you couldn't tell by some of my hilarious sarcasm dropped into the statement, um, I am more interested in what she is not saying. For example, she calls it a holiday gathering. A holiday gathering. She's in her state-issued vehicle driving through downtown Raleigh. I'm guessing that's a holiday party. You were there for two hours, and you make a sharp right turn And you hit a car to the point where you are immobilized. The vehicle is immobilized. 
Now, according, so get this. She contacts the state motor fleet management system the next day. The next day. That's who she calls. Hey, just a heads up. Um, you know, uh, I kind of got into a, a little bit of a fender bender uh, last night, so the vehicle's damaged. She contacts the state government's motor fleet management office the day after the collision and says in this automotive loss report that was filed December 12th, so not the 9th, she says she called state fleet the next day, so the 9th, but the automotive loss report gets filed on December 12th. And she described damage to the front passenger side of the vehicle and panel damage. And in this report, she says she was traveling 15 miles an hour when the collision occurred. She says she was not using a mobile device, nor was she reaching for anything at the time. She just made a sharp right turn. That's all. She made a sharp right turn and hit another car. Notice what she doesn't say. She never says if she had anything to drink. She's driving a state-issued vehicle. That's a big no-no. You don't get to drink and drive in state-issued vehicles. Not to mention, you don't get to drink and drive. Right? Oh, no, I'm sure she, she didn't even feel drunk or something. Look, I, so far, nobody has apparently asked her whether she had been drinking at that event. And I'm wondering if our intrepid uh, press corps up in the Capitol, uh, whether they're going to track down what party she attended and who was at the party and who might have seen her drinking at the party. Was it, a, was it an official function? Did she use a company credit card or state-issued credit card? I got questions. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Here, here you go. Capitol Press Corps. Pretend Beth Wood is a Republican just for like the next two weeks or so. Just pretend she's a Republican and do the and do the deep dive that you would. So she leaves this party. She's driving, she says, 15 miles an hour. She makes a sharp right turn. She's not, she doesn't say whether she had anything to drink. She makes a sharp right turn, hits a car. She can't move the vehicle. She's so shaken by it that she left the scene. Slight bit of a problem. There's video. There is video. Mm Mm-hmm. Multiple videos. Number one. Hang on a second. I'm going to pull this up because I had a a tweet here from uh, Casey O'Day up in Raleigh in Greensboro. He does the morning program up there. And... He said earlier today, hang on a second, let me pull his tweet. He has a couple of them. He says there uh, there might be video of Beth Wood's accident and the aftermath, which doesn't seem to jibe with her statement. How about we release the footage from those taxpayer-funded cameras, Raleigh government? And then somebody, this is from December 8th, remember, somebody named The Bearded Larry I assume it's a dude with a beard, but he tweeted a short video that he shot, apparently, driving past the scene of the accident. Somebody driving past, see, and you can see Beth Wood being escorted, being, I dare say, whisked into a law office. 
that's right there at the corner. So at the at Salisbury and Hargett Street, there's a law or a law office at the corner. She hit the car that was parked right in front of that law office. That car was parked, you know, up to the uh, up on the curb next, uh, you know, the last car in the line before you get to the 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 stop sign. She turned right into that car, hit that car, and then her vehicle didn't move. Couldn't move. It was it was incapacitated. She said she was going 15 miles an hour. And what you see in this video is her being escorted quickly. Get her out of here. Get her out of here is what they're saying as they whisk her into the law office. And the car drives past and you can see the car that she hit with her car. Is it weird to you that a car going 15 miles an hour making a right hand turn would be incapacitated by a fender bender? Does that seem weird to you? That seems weird to me. That's 15 miles an hour is very slow. Very slow, right? That's usually, that's the, I mean, that's, that's the speed everybody travels when they're in front of me on the roads. That's, that's how slow that is. So how do you incapacitate a vehicle? Well, we can see on video, her car is on top of the other car, like on top of it, like her right, front right uh, side, the passenger side of her car is up over the hood of the parked car. How does that happen at 15 miles an hour? I got questions. Talk 1110-993-WBT. Yeah, so um, apparently the city of Raleigh has video footage of the North Carolina State Auditor Beth Wood, or as I like to now call her, the Intimidator. Well, no, that's that's not fair to Earnhardt. So let's... I mean, you could do a whole thing like, you know, racing, NASCAR, race car, rubbing is racing. You could do something like that. Beth, rubbing is racing, wood. Beth, rubbing. No. Let's do, uh, how about smash and split? Smash and split. Ooh, Beth split wood. That's what, Beth, and then her nickname, split wood. Okay, so there's footage. We now have a video from some Random witness. There were other people on the street. You could see them in the video, too. So there are other people that that saw this happen. You have the owner of the vehicle. I've got uh, some quotes from them. Chris uh, Valverde, owner of the parked car, said his daughter had borrowed the car the evening of the collision to go work at a downtown restaurant. And he gets a phone call from his daughter who's like, there's a car on top of my car. So this happened December 8th. And nobody has heard anything about this for almost two months. And the only reason that any of it comes out was because she got a court appearance. The auditor does. She has a court appearance. Uh, Two charges against her became public. Auditor Beth Wood said the collision happened after she was leaving a holiday gathering. I think it's a party. 
Right? She was cited by Raleigh police four days later for a misdemeanor hit and run and another traffic-related charge. So here's the thing. She gets into this accident, turning, she makes a sharp right at an at, at a intersection. And is so far away from the turn, from the actual intersection, that she hits a parked car, which, by the way, usually, usually... You're in the wrong. Just a heads up on that one. I'm not sure if you're up to speed on all of the rules of the road, but generally speaking, like 99% of the time, if you hit a parked car, it's your fault if you're driving. If you're moving and that car's parked, you're, you're probably wrong. So she so badly misjudges this turn, saying she was not on her phone. She was not reaching for anything. Well, what was she doing? What was she doing that you misjudged the turn so far away from the actual turn that you go up and over the front end of a parked car to the point where your car is now, you know, precariously positioned on this thing, on the other vehicle, and you can't move it. So she couldn't dislodge it, which tells me what? She would have fled the scene if she could. So then what? She gets out of the car, and she has people that, that... that whisk her into the law office. Oh, this is a neat little, hang on, there's a, there's a detail here, too. I just saw. The law office was, oh, no. Discover, I'm reading, this is from, this from Carolina Journal. David Bass has the story. And some quotes from Chris Valverde of Pinehurst. Um, said Mrs. Wood has made her bed. Now she has to sleep in it. Um, I just hope that the justice system is fair and impartial when handling this case and not use her position as a privilege to skate out of it unscathed. What she did is wrong. Not only the hit and run, but the lack of communication with me and the people in North Carolina as well. Her silence speaks volumes of her character and how she handles tough situations. I can only imagine how she handles tough situations when it comes to the duties and responsibilities of being state auditor. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about any of that. But um, this intersection, here it is, here it is, this intersection, Salisbury and Hargett Streets, downtown Raleigh. The building she gets whisked into is the law office of Rufus Edmiston former North Carolina Secretary of State and Watergate lawyer. That's whose law office this car was parked in front of, and that's the building she was whisked into. A law office. Interesting. So of of all the places to be brought into, you get brought into an office where people in that building, I suspect, would have some level of expertise about what you should do in this circumstance that you find yourself in, right? I mean, especially you're a you're statewide elected official. You're, an, you're the auditor. Like, you go after cities and towns and counties for, you know, misappropriation of funds and stuff. She's all about, I mean, there was a big profile done on her just a couple of weeks ago. I guess after this had occurred where she talks about how, you know, she doesn't make a lot of friends. She goes after everybody, and I'm looking out for the taxpayers and all this. So she's this warrior for what is right. And you hit a car 
at 15 miles an hour on your way home from a holiday gathering. She never does deny if she was drinking, but the convenient part about not going uh, to the cops, not waiting for the cops to show up and waiting until the next day and then waiting four days after that before the city of Raleigh even files any charges against you for the hit and run that you obviously did, they will charge you immediately for that. If that's you, if that's me, you've left the scene, they knew whose car it was. How could they? It's got her name on it. Like, literally, the tag is a North Carolina-specific GovCo tag for, right, the, the auditor. They, they, one... I don't even know if they need to run through their database. They know whose car is that, uh, whose car that is. You got a state auditor and they whisk her into the law office and nobody at the law office, assuming that maybe they were not lawyers. Maybe it's just the after hours uh, security staff. I don't know. But nobody thinks to say, hey, you got to wait here for the cops. You, you've been involved in an accident and you've got to get a tow truck here. You know, there's a process here that everybody understands has to unfold unless, of course, you're trying to short-circuit the process. And why would you be doing that? Because sticking around for the cops is going to be worse for you. If it's just a simple hit and... If it's just a simple fender bender oopsie-daisy, there isn't any reason for you to not wait for those cops. The only reason you flee the scene is because you should not have been driving. And the trouble you would be in for that is worse. This is just logic, folks. And there it is. Roger Smith Jr., who is the attorney representing North Carolina State Auditor Beth Wood, in her misdemeanor fleeing the scene of an accident that she caused. She turned before the intersection, uh, before she got to the intersection, and ran up over the hood of a car, left her car there, and was then whisked away into the law office. Now, the video we've seen is, it's the evening. It was a two-hour office party. Or it was a two-hour holiday gathering, she said. It was for, she was there for two hours. But it's nighttime. So, as I just said, I was like, well, what's the deal? Is it, why is the law office open? How did she get whisked into that law office? Law offices usually close. Alex Baltzigar at, uh, I believe he's with Carolina Journal. Let me double check this here. Hang on a second. He is, uh, yeah, political reporter at Carolina Journal. Says that the law office belonged to Rufus Edmiston, right? Former Watergate lawyer. Uh, just mentioned this. Um, and what was the other one he was known for? Mm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Big time. Oh, here he is. Former North Carolina Secretary of State. There you go. Secretary of State. Watergate lawyer as well. So that's the law office that she coincidentally was in front of and coincidentally got whisked into Baltzigar just reports on Twitter that the law firm hosted a Christmas party that night. Was she at their Christmas party? That does seem to be the case, doesn't it?
And maybe she was leaving the office Christmas party. Maybe had a few too many. Hit the car. And the law firm says, we're going to do what we know is going to be the least bad option for you. Get her out of here. Because you can actually hear people saying that as they grab her and bring her into the law office. When the guy driving past is shooting this video, they didn't count on this guy. That's the thing, man. You get popped because some rando with a with a cell phone catches you, you know, and you're just you're just driving, or so that he's just driving through, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, look at!" And you could see her getting whisked away. You can hear, "Get her out of here! Get her out of here!" And she gets brought into the building, into the law office, and then you could see the car sitting on top of the other car. And so what did those people that whisked her inside, what did they determine? Those legal experts, they determined she's drunk and the damage that that's going to do to her is going to be more than a misdemeanor leaving the scene of an accident. Get her out of here. And she didn't have to take a breathalyzer. I got an, oh, hang on, I got an email, I think. Uh, right, John. John says, Pete, the reason most people flee an accident scene is because either they don't have insurance, which I don't believe that would be the case here, it being a state-issued vehicle and all, or they're trying to avoid a breathalyzer. Right. They, those lawyers at that office gave her free legal advice and political advice, which was don't stick around for the cops, because if you stick around for the cops, then you're going to get a DUI. And your political career is probably over. Your um, your uh, your driver's license is going to be suspended. Right, you're going to have all of these problems. The amount of money it's going to cost. You won't be able to drive the state issued vehicles. All of that. And so the determination is made. Come inside. We'll get you home. You file a report the next day. Sober up. And then by the time they come after you for the misdemeanor, then you make the apologies. You say, oh, I fled the scene. I was so shaken up. I didn't know what to do. This is all constructed, right? This is damage control. That's what this is. That's what it looks like. That's what, I mean, that, that to me, it couldn't be more clear. You leave the scene of an accident. You've made a determination with the advice of lawyers right there. I'd like to know who those lawyers are, too, who the uh, the other people in the videos are. And if Casey O'Day, uh, morning guy in Raleigh and Greensboro, and he, he's saying on Twitter that the city of Raleigh's got video of this. He's been told that, they, that the city of Raleigh has video. But now he doesn't believe that the city of Raleigh is able to conduct an impartial investigation. And the reasons he believes that is because it took him four days to track her down, which is... Which is ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. You know whose car it is. Right? They, state lawmakers get state tags. It's a state-issued vehicle. You know whose car it is. They, have, they sign those things out. All right, let me get, uh, I'll get Dean on here. Hello, Dean. Welcome to the program. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, you sound good today. Oh, thank hey, you. I, I, you. You are absolutely right. They handled it entirely wrong because um, I'm from originally from Youngstown, Ohio, you know, the crime capital of the world. Mm. And we had a prosecutor that um, left a bar and 
as soon as he turned the corner, he ran his car up a telephone pole. Mm. So you know what he did? He immediately got out of his car and went back into the bar and had a drink. So Smart. That, uh, he, he was then so shook up he had to have a drink, so, you know. Don't know and, if and I was drunk before. Yeah. You, yeah, don't you know if you were up. drunk before the accident or afterwards or whatever. No, you know, what the, the breathalyzers of no use, everything, and so that's, that's how you're supposed to do it mm-hmm. if you're a good attorney. Well, these attorneys, I think, gave her good advice, did they not? Well, I don't know. They told her to leave, didn't they? Yeah. Why, so, so, why, so think of it. Think, think of this. If you're an attorney, why are you telling her to leave? Uh, I, 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 you know, because well, the first thing that comes to mind is dishonesty and trying to cover up a crime. Okay, and what would that be? You mean uh, technically or something? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, so. so why? Right, exactly. Because simply getting into a fender bender in downtown Raleigh, hitting another car, even as as silly as this image looks, with her car sitting on top of another, um, mm-hmm. that like that, it, you didn't kill anybody, right? It's just a fender bender. It's a it's an accident. So you just report that accident. But the fact that they chose instead to take a misdemeanor charge, knowing she's going to get caught, right? Because the car is hers. She's the state employee. It's signed out from the fleet motor pool. Right? Like they know, they know who's driving it. So the only reason you make that calculation is that the juice is worth the squeeze, right? That you've got on the one hand a DUI, and on the other hand fleeing the scene. So just flee the scene. That's it, it's bad, but it's not as bad as a DUI. And then and now you can tell with her with her statement, she never says she was at a holiday party, and she says she was at a gathering. And she never says that she wasn't drinking. She just completely omits that. Says, I wasn't on my cell phone and I wasn't reaching for anything. But never says, I did not have anything to drink at the holiday party. So she's she's crafted this statement to not give you all of the information to to be accurate, to be transparent. Because she doesn't want it to be known that she was probably drunk driving. That's why she turned 20 feet before the intersection into a parked well, car. I, I- I think the, the prosecutor I was talking about took the aggressive approach, and it was old news after one day, whereas here, I mean, she's really turned, you know, you know, a lie uncovered is a big story. Right. It's, uh, it's never the scandal. It's the, or it's never the original act. It's the cover-up that's the scandal. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and but, right. But that's the thing. Like, if she had been able to pull that car away, she would have, um, at least according to her statement. She said when she was so shook up and she said when I realized it was immobilized, she panicked or whatever. But that tells me then if she could have pulled away, she would have. Uh huh. So what does that mean? So she's saying that she had this intention to flee the scene of sober mind? You shouldn't be driving that. That woman should not have a license. As soon as she said the word panic, I mean, what what the heck? What is there to panic over? I mean, you know, that would make you flee the scene. I mean, there's, there's, there's a little bit of no logic to her explanation, too. Right. Well, reassess the assumptions that she was sober. That's what she wants us all to assume, that she was sober. But my assumption is actually quite the contrary. Dean, I appreciate the call. All right, so apparently it was the Grinch 
it was the Grinch who um, who helped whisk away North Carolina State Auditor. Oh, hang on a second. I forgot to mention. Did I mention this? State Auditor Beth Wood, Democrat. Sorry, yeah, I forgot to mention that, Democrat. It it almost goes without saying, I guess, right? If I don't mention the political party, then obviously it's a Democrat. That's going to be the standard. So the uh, apparently there's a guy, they're calling him Red Shoes. It's like our own J6 investigation unfolding right now on Twitter. People are trying to put together all the information. What we have learned so far during the program is that this law office of Rufus Edmiston, former Secretary of State, Democrat, also lawyer, so yeah, Democrat, but uh, Watergate lawyer guy, and uh, they were having the Christmas party. And that's the office that she got whisked into because that's the office in front of which she ran her car up into a parked car. And somebody driving by is recording it on their phone, and they've got video now, and you can hear the people, get her inside. Get her out of here. And they whisk her away. She's wearing a, like a full-length white coat. Very easy to see. She has very distinctive hair as well, white spiky hair. And they whisk her away through the, you see her going into the lobby. It's all glass windows, and you see her getting whisked through there. And there's a guy with red shoes in front of the car, standing on the sidewalk. So he was part of the crew that got her out of there. And he has red shoes. He's wearing, he's wearing like a black suit with no tie, a black blazer, white shirt, black pants, and red shoes. So they want to know who red shoes is. And apparently... At the Christmas party that was being held, I don't know if this, but it looks like they, they appear to be, this is a picture, they're in the office, they've got, um, they got the Grinch, he's wearing, this guy is too thin, that guy on the street was too big, no it's not the Grinch, but the Grinch was there, and he's wearing red shoes, so, so people are now trying to identify who all was at the Christmas party at Rufus Edmonston's, uh, Law office, where apparently Beth Wood was, apparently had too much to drink. That's my that's my assumption. Got in the car, drove out of there, and ran up over the front end of a parked car. Then got whisked away on advice of counsel, obviously. They said, get her out of here. And then reported the damage to the vehicle the next morning. See, that shows that she was trying to do the right thing. Don't you get it? See, it's, oh, I'm, see, I'm totally above board here. I'm, I'm working hard for the people. And I just, I, oh, I just, I just freaked out within a car accident. And then your lawyers told you to get out of there. The lawyers said that the lawyers said, flee the scene of a car accident. No, the lawyers said, flee the scene of a car accident. Because otherwise, you're going to jail for DUI. And that's the lesser of the bad options. This is all very obvious. And now at this point, at this point, I'm starting to get a little offended. (laughs) I'm starting to feel just a tad insulted. Not that you think that there's a different level of justice for you than for everybody else. I mean, of course you do. Right. Everybody in government and positions of power believe that. So, of course, they think there's a different level of justice. That's not the offensive or insulting part. I expect that. 
No. It's this it's this cockamamie story. Do people say cockamamie anymore? Is that out of vogue now? I try to keep up with it. Is that cap? Is that cap? Could I say that's cap? Okay. AKA cockamamie. That is a completely BS story. Your story is crap. Like everything that's not Scottish. I'm sorry. Um, there is no other explanation that I can that I could surmise. And when you couple that with the fact that her statements and the report f- filed with the uh, uh, the state fleet motor pool, whatever, uh, or motor fleet management, um, the report that she filed, right? She got to give them her best story, and her best story was: I was driving 15 miles an hour. I guarantee you, she doesn't know actually how fast she was going. 15 miles an hour. I was not on my cell phone. I was not reaching for anything. And I panicked after I couldn't move the car. That's her best story. And she thinks people are going to believe it. See, because what happens in court is like, that's one thing. She's up for re-election in 2024. That is a whole other story.